This podcast has been brought to you by GM Moving, part of Greater Sports. We're here to help the people of Greater Manchester get moving and to improve lives through physical activity. So I'm Eve and I'm the Chief Director of GM Moving. So as part of us adapting um, what we do and how we do it in life, the challenges of COVID-19, we're experimenting with different ways to convene people. So we continue to share our learning, our reflections, our tips of leading, learning, connecting and staying active in GM. Um, and today we're looking at how we are keeping GM forces moving um, at the moment. So I'm really pleased that we've got Pete and we've got Liz from Greater Sport who are going to share some of their reflections on what they're currently doing at the minute, what's working, what's not working, uh, and hopefully there's a few things there that might be helpful for the rest of us as we adapt and learn. So go on then, Pete, starting with you, do you want to just introduce yourself and your role? And how do you yeah. like to, uh, yeah. Um, how do I like to move? All right, oh, straight into that one. Okay, so yeah, my name is Pete Crothers. I'm the uh, lead for the Moving Forces project at Greater Sport. Um, and how do I like to move? Do you know what? I'm really missing playing football? Because um, one of the things we did with Moving Forces was get the Man City military veterans team started. We used to do that every Tuesday night, and it was the best stress release ever. And I am missing it, I must admit. Um, at the moment, doing more like things like press ups and sit ups and group workouts in the front room or in the bedroom or wherever I can get some space. Um, going for walks uh, with my partner, going for the odd run, just making it up as I go along, really. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Hill. I'm the development officer for Moving Forces, um, which means I support Pete on the program, um, and I've been doing it for about three months now. Um, I think the sport or the activity that I'm missing the most is probably either climbing with the military veterans that we normally do on Wednesday nights, or um, I like going to these hit workout sessions, and that's obviously been um, stopped. So I'm missing those a lot. I'm trying to instead go for runs or go for walks if I just don't feel up to it that day, um, and doing quite a few of the challenges that we're setting for the vets and challenging each other with. Um, so that's been that's been really fun and it's been a big positive part of this. So what have you both been doing until now to keep GM moving, GM forces moving? So until the recent um, restrictions, yeah, we we do all sorts. So there's, there's quite a few military veterans football teams. That was quite a good one to start with because everyone wants, well, a lot of military vets want to play football, uh, particularly um, the uh, the younger ones. That we uh, that we've been supporting, but we've been doing all sorts. So, climbing, archery, tai chi, yoga, kayaking, sailing. We've been trying all sorts of things, really. Um, anything that just gets people being social, having a laugh in a group, not taking things too seriously, not so much a focus on really getting super fit or becoming really skilled in in whatever activity it is you're, you're attending it's just about having that regular thing that you can look forward to every week to get out of the house and mix with like-minded people really 
Anything in particular for you, Liz, since you joined that sort of stood out in what you were doing pre-COVID? Pre-COVID. Um, I think it's the fact that built into all of these sort of workout sessions or activities, we've got um, just great times to sort of catch up and chat with everyone. And I think that's a huge draw. It helps sort of in terms of social, social isolation, but it's also you build a good group of friends while you're doing it. Um, and that's something that's uh, been maintained through this time even is the WhatsApp chats that sorry the WhatsApp chats that we had going before are still quite active and it's still everyone um, talking to each other and having a good time. Yeah and I think that was one of the starting points for the projects is that it, it's quite difficult to engage veterans in new stuff it, it, um, historically really. One thing that we found that was really successful when we were about to start was the military veteran breakfast clubs that have been successful all over the country where veterans will just turn up maybe once a week or once a month at a cafe or a room that someone's hired and just have a chat, have a brew, have a bacon sandwich and that sense of just knowing what you're going to be looking forward to, you know, either weekly or monthly. And, and like we were speaking to them and the consensus was that it gets to a point where you could take the breakfast away and they'd still come because it then becomes just about having a chat with your friends and having a catch up. And I think that's the kind of the aim, the, the, the sort of the feel that we were going for with our sessions in that even without the football, the Man City Vets team would still meet up or still chat on WhatsApp. You know, they become friends first um, and that almost becomes the most important part of it. I'd say another part of that is that um, Moving Forces was able to build some structure um, both for the programme and for other people's lives so you knew exactly when the classes were going to be happening or the sessions um, and it was a regular thing that you did and there were regular people that you saw so it's kind of with that breakfast club situation as well no matter what other things are going on in your lives and we know sort of difficulties veterans vary dramatically um, it provides constant structure in their lives mm -hmm. i love that idea of yeah friends friends first and that importance of structure um which you know in people's lives have shifted you know how important that is really and i guess that's all the more important right now when all our normal habits and structures have sort of literally gone out the window haven't they we've not just taken away their breakfast no taken away their spaces in which they would normally move so um what how have you adapted to that well, I would say we're still adapting. It's it's still early, very early, really. I feel, it feels like we've been doing this for a long time already, um, working from home and everything. But we're still working out what's going to help people. And we are literally in the process now of going back to the veterans and saying, what have we tried so far that you like? And what what could we do that that, that you want? And something that we've we've been quite keen on with Moving Forces is that it needs to be owned by the veterans themselves. It's not something that we just hand out. It's something that we want the veterans to grab hold of and shape that themselves. Um, so we started off just very quickly making sure people knew we were going to be doing something. So doing live broadcasts um, on an evening where I was doing um, press-ups and sit-ups and seeing if I could beat my challenge and seeing if anyone wanted to challenge me. And we started getting um, some... Uh, yoga sessions and tai chi sessions going but also setting just 
because we noticed there's a lot of people starting to set like silly challenges, like doing kick-ups with toilet rolls and doing squats to music and things like that. And so we started sharing some of those ideas, trying to encourage people to tag each other in, in a sort of a, with, with the ice bucket challenge, like that, that kind of feel, like making sure people just rub their friends in and keep that sense of connection, that sense of community going while we're all stuck in our homes, really. Have you got anything to add to that, Liz? I'm sure I've missed loads. Oh, I'm not sure. I think that was a pretty good description of what we're doing. Um, I think we're, we sort of, when we went back to the drawing board, literally like yesterday and the day before, um, we were sort of thinking like, right, what's something that absolutely works in those face-to-face sessions and what are the pros of those and how can we properly translate that? Because I think initially we did look at that, but maybe in a different point of view and perspective and we've sort of gone back and realized that yes structure is a big part of it so we need sort of regular sessions if possible um have things set out each day at specific times um that people love that that chat before and after so we're going to try and build those into those sessions rather than what we have been doing which have been sort of separate brew and chat sessions that some people regularly attend but haven't really picked up too much um and then yeah, just trying keeping trying to keep everyone challenging each other and keeping that community alive because I think they would be doing that anyway. And it's something that happens a lot of the time within sessions. I know in the climbing group, um, a lot of times we'll sort of go like, right, I'm going to try this one. Are you going to try it as well? Um, and keeping that sort of camaraderie and a bit of co- competition going really keeps everyone engaged. There's yeah. chat, chat community, challenge, camaraderie, yeah. <laughs> lots of these great <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, accepting that it's not always about um, the, the activity being the star. Um, one of the best sessions we've had so far was a quiz night, which was just everyone mm-hmm. sat in front of their laptops, having a bit of a laugh, taking the mickey out of each other and, and doing a, a very informal but, but brilliant quiz. Liz put that together. I didn't put that together. Um, <laughs> And um, and so, yeah, I think just remembering what the project is about. Yes, we, we, we work with activity to bring people together and to reduce social isolation and improve mental, mental well-being. But if we can do that with things other than activity, then we will do mm-hmm. that as well. It's about the community and, and keeping that together and, and keeping people connected. So how, because it seems to be on lots of different platforms that you're using to do this. So which, which platforms are you using and with what level of success to engage people in this new virtual world? We're using, we started off using a lot of Facebook because we were already established there. Um, We have a general moving forces page that anyone can look at, it's completely public. And then we have a moving forces members page that actually was set up about a month before um, COVID came around. And so it was great to sort of have that there already. and I think we've sort of doubled or trebled the numbers on that since everyone's been in lockdown. Um, so we use that. We post a lot of the member specific things to the member page to try and make sure that we're still getting people involved in moving forces um, and that it's benefiting the right people. Um, and then we're also using Zoom to put out a lot of the sessions um, just because we've been using it with Greater Sport. It's been mm. a great um, platform Um there have been some challenges making sure that everyone feels comfortable with Zoom and that they understand how to do it. Um, but literally one of the polls that we've put out is, you know, is there a lack of understanding about Zoom? Is that hindering you from joining these sessions or is it something else? Um, 
so yeah I think working with what you've already got and working with what you know works and then trying to add in whatever else is needed is mm. kind of yeah trying to keep trying to keep as much consistency as we can during this quite tricky transition that we're in um that that can be quite traumatic and and mm. also we've had to accept that for for some of our members you know they they just won't be interested in this it's all about you know being physically with other people and if they can't do that then then maybe it's not for them just now but hopefully those people will come back once things settle down mm. um we'll keep reaching out to them and keep offering it to, to people uh, there are some people that have grabbed it with both hands straight away and really got on board and there's a whole spectrum of people in between as well yeah so there's some real inherent tensions aren't there in the mix of that in terms of having that structure and consistency but at a time that you're also having to quickly adapt with a shifting picture um and also a space where you, you know on, we're all experimenting aren't we we're having to experiment and to keep going well what's working what's not working so trying to get that balance right um and to be able to offer people I guess a range of options in terms of different spaces because one you know Facebook might work for somebody Zoom might work for somebody else but I think everybody's grappling as well with this list of choices and not being overwhelmed and we've not had six months warning to (laughs) test and come up with different ideas and a project plan it was just thrust upon us and we had to go with our gut really and so I think Mm. We've, we have done that. We've gone with what we thought would work. Some of it has, some of it hasn't. We have to expect that because it, it, it was really, you know, seat of the pants stuff. And I think at times like this, you've just got to let your ego go and go. We, we expect that things are not going to be perfect straight away. And the, the world is going to be changing week to week. So we're going to have to change with it as well. You know, and we don't even know what what we're going to be left with after this, whether there's going to be big changes to the way we work, the way we meet up, the way we exercise. And so I think keeping that open mind and that sense of innovation and and experimentation is is going to be key to it and being prepared to accept when things haven't worked out without Mm -hmm. and trusting that people will expect that, I think. Yeah. And I think, one thing to note is that we're actually really lucky I've seen just to already be in such a supportive community. So greater sport is extremely supportive. The moving forces participants in that community are so supportive. So if there's ever been a time where we've tried something out that didn't work so well, and there definitely have been those times over the last few weeks, um, (laughs) there's no, there's no like backlash or annoyance over that. All of the participants that I've talked to, all the people in the community have sort of been like, look, we're all doing this from the first time. We know that you're all experimenting and it's expected. It's not like people out there are expecting a perfect sort of service or things like that. And I think to keep those expectations more set in reality um, Mm. helps everyone. Mm. And I think they, they accept that the easiest thing for us to have done would have been to say, well, good luck. We'll see you on the other side when we can get back to, to what we were doing you know, but that that wouldn't have been good for anyone. So better to take risks and, and, and trip over a few times, I think, and, <laughs> and make sure we help a few people, um, you know, well, help as many people as we can between now and, and whenever, really. 
Mm-hmm. I love that phrase you use there, Pete, in terms of, you know, it's no time for ego, really. And lots that you're saying there that really kind of um, reflect back on our GM moving pointers of practice. So that sense of genuinely laying the track as we go, you yeah. know, together, really, um, and convening people with all these different perspectives, you know, in these different spaces and having to learn from what, you know, what works for people, really. Um, and at a point when there is this need for this rapid response that you're providing to situation that we're in. And I guess I wonder with your particular communities, there were veterans, you know, they'll be used to having to provide a, a rapid response in, in wartime and from their own lived experience will have had to adapt quite quickly to a sudden crisis or need. Does that, I, mean, I can see that that could provide both opportunities and challenges for them in the current time. Does any of that kind of emerging in your work? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the mottos that we've adopted as one of our hashtags actually <laughs> is the improvise, adapt and overcome, which is a mm. really famous military catchphrase, you know, motto, whatever mantra, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And so we've adopted that kind of approach as well. And I think that's what other, you know, our members will, will recognize that absolutely but the other thing to remember is that you know although most veterans transition well and are absolutely fine we do have a number of members who might have mental health issues mm. uh, might suffer with anxiety or, or even a, a post-traumatic stress disorder and things like that and for people like that structure and predictability is key so any t- type of uncertainty and chaos like this is going to be really really challenging um so in some ways it they will be trained to 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 be part of that 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 response that kind of well let's just sort of make it up as we go along and and work out the best thing that we can do with what we've got um but there will be those that are struggling and really finding this hard and feeling perhaps more isolated than than most Mm -hmm. um because that you know they might only rely on other veterans and if they're in an area where their neighbors aren't they might really struggle as well Mm -hmm. so it's finding the ways to reach those people because I think at the moment those people will probably just be bunkered down and looking after themselves and their families and it, it might take a bit of coaxing to get to get to those people and, and that's the people that we really want to help most. Thank you, sounds really important. So I've had a bit of a glimpse into this world I suppose really because you've been helping us as well at Greater Sport to mm-hmm. um, keep fit and active and well over the last few weeks and I know I've, I've really appreciated it actually for the same reasons and having that structure so for um, anybody watching or listening you know Pete has us now at 8.45 doing a morning team plank um, and we also have team lunches don't we we have these circuit training um, so you know do you want to tell us a little bit more about what what you've brought because it's been fantastic it's made yeah, a definite difference to my day um in designing into the things that i need at the minute yeah so in fact me and liz were talking about this yesterday in, in our reflection on what we've done with moving forces so far and one of the i think the pluses was that we took what we were doing with moving forces quite quickly and and said well what what could we use out of this that would help the, the wider team in, in greater sport um because i'm i'm the the mental health lead for the team as well so i think it, it I, I don't know, I, I realised that this could really help in people's resilience at mm. a difficult time when people were finding it hard to adjust to being at home and not seeing their colleagues day to day. Um, so we think we identified quite early it was important to find times to connect that wasn't about work, that where we could just shut the doors and, and talk about pers- you know, our own day-to-day lives and have a bit of fun, but also stay active together as well. So yeah, the, the morning plank was, was one that came out quite quickly that's uh, been good fun where we all 
start the day, getting our blood pumping, saying good morning to each other and uh, setting, setting ourselves up for the day. Um, and the lunch, because quite often at work, we'll have a lunch break at 12 and most people will go into the kitchen and, and sit down and have a chat and, and talk about stuff other than work. And rather than miss out on that, we've set up a regular Zoom session where people just come with or without their food and just sit for, they might just check in for 10 minutes or they might be there for half an hour and just have a bit of a catch up with people, see how we're all doing, get some uh, get some news on people's lives. Um, she's been quite good fun and we've come up with some ridiculous things to keep ourselves entertained in there. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, the, um, the, the sort of body weight circuits that we're doing, just really simple 20 minute workouts, bit of music, friendly faces, encouraging each other to get a bit hot and sweaty in the front room or in the bedroom. Well, in a, you know, <laughs> family friendly way. Um, but, um, and we're just still evolving that and still checking in to see what's helping, what might be putting people off. How do we bring pe- more people into that in the team? And I think that the longer we go on, the more I realised that we've really got to make our priority looking after our team and making sure that we're well and um, resilient through this. Partly because when we when we do come out of it, we're going to have to be ready to go and primed. You know, we're not frontline NHS staff by any means, but we've got an important role now and and in the future. And we need to protect our team and keep morale up for mm. that. Mm. that's a really important point actually there's a lot of focus isn't there on people that have been deemed to be vulnerable and I, I find that word personally quite a struggle really because I think often the system's made them vulnerable at the minute mm. it's not that we want people to be seen or to feel that they are vulnerable um, and a lot of focus on that and how we can support those people to keep moving but absolutely it's about the workforce as well isn't it it's all those people mm. that um, are absolutely reliant on now to provide you know essential or non-essential services as we might describe ourselves um, to keep that resilience in the system um, so that everything can continue to function. And absolutely, we're, we're good to go when, you know, during COVID, but after COVID. And also we're fit and well for what else comes next because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a good chance that it'll flare up again, you know, in a year's time. And we need to have the population as fit and active and well as possible because that will ultimately save lives. Um, so yeah there's definitely a it's a long it's a long time isn't it it's not just about the immediate rapid response it's some of these kind of habits really um that we're establishing um so that the words you started off at the beginning i was just thinking the uh, the chat and the community and the challenge um you know i definitely have felt all of that at greater sport in terms of what you brought um, and certainly the challenge with our one minute 50 seconds plank this morning my goodness <laughs> abs of steel by the end of this if nothing else um, but also just on the belly laughs really which have, have really helped um, both the stomach muscles but also my, uh, my facial muscles and my general morale so um, yeah really appreciated and um, the role right. that you know both of you and the team have played in that and how we can kind of continue to go cascade that out and hopefully inspire others out there so is there anything else you want to add or any final thoughts before we wrap up i think the only other thing that's been on my mind particularly the last few days is that sometimes i'm quite a positive pragmatic person in terms of someone who looks at what's happening tries to find solutions and tries to find a positive spin on things and but i think accepting that we're in a difficult time and there are going to be people that are not in the mood for that right now and, and are justifiably worried and and, and, and feeling low. 
And I think just perhaps making sure that when, even though we do offer these opportunities for people to come out of that, that we're not making people, I don't know, shaming is probably a bit of mm-hmm. a, a, a big word, but, but risking doing that by saying, Oh, look at how great and how positive we are and how active we are just to make that message that if people are struggling, that's absolutely fine. And we're here and we're ready for, to help when, when you're ready. Um, and yeah, I think that's it really. <laughs> yeah. And that's really, really important. And you absolutely, yeah, right there, that word shaming and people can certainly take those messages. Can't they? They can land as this isn't thing you have to do. And if you're not doing it, um, can bring about shame for whatever reason. And that feels so key to all the work that we're doing and all those messages and, mm. and a hard one to get right actually, because we need to, but different people need different things at the minute, don't they? And at different times. And what have you seen then in terms of, because um, that's going to, we're going to see that in the ebb and flow of people engaging as well, aren't we? Both within greater sport, but also in terms of the work you're doing with um, the moving forces. So what does it look like in terms of, I guess, the numbers before COVID that you're engaging when you're face to face? And then over the last few weeks, have you been experimenting with different ways? Um, I don't know, Liz, you, you've been looking more at the numbers. What would you, what would you say about that? Um, I'd say before COVID, you know, we were working with our sort of general mix of people doing like a, just a gradual incline of bringing more people in. Um, I think since COVID, there's been a definite um, spike when the novelty was really there. And I think we saw that um, with greater sport as well, as well. Mm. sort of in the first couple days of it, everyone was uber enthusiastic, was uber positive you know they could see themselves getting a six back in three months and um you know joining in every single day and um staying good and positive and only eating healthy foods and never drinking alcohol and um all of these things um and i think you can really see with the numbers and just in like face-to-face conversations how that does ebb and flow over time and there's sort of the first two weeks the numbers were growing quite rapidly um and then sort of the second week there was a bit of a drop and then the third week there was a big drop and um now you're just kind of doing a bit of a regular um Mm. spike and low and that just comes from people sort of going through those daily challenges and um with sort of what's going on around them and what's going on with their mental health so um yeah It's definitely is sustaining it. I mean, it feels that there was a lot of a lot of that enthusiasm was kind of seen across social media, wasn't it? Those first couple mm-hmm. of weeks, there's a lot of noise, a lot around the kind of stay in and work mm-hmm. out and people jumping around with kids that are on their own. Um, but, you know, as the reality of it all and the reality of our lives, I guess, shift as well. Um, that's going to change and how we make sure that we're still reaching people that need it and provide support they need it feels like that's the real challenge going forward it's almost like that post new year thing you know Mm. like everyone had that right okay this is going to be me I'm going to be completely different and I'm going to transform myself and learn a new language and cook loads of fresh meals and buy all the flour so no one can bake um so all that's been happening I think and then I think yeah those good intentions have, have perhaps started to run out now understandably but what yeah. I think in terms of an opportunity that we have is that before this, we didn't really think about what we could do digitally because we were doing everything face to face. And that can sometimes make it difficult for some veterans and their families to engage. Uh, where, you know, if there's like say transport issues or uh, they're just in a more remote part of, of, of the country, 
so with this at least we do have the opportunity now to, to find things that will work to combat that and hopefully when we do get back to doing more face-to-face sessions again which are obviously going to be the core of what we do we might be able to maintain some of that online stuff to, to, to so that we're providing for a wider proportion of of the community so there's opportunities definitely that come out of this in terms of having an eye on the future really mm-hmm. and that yeah. engagement and offer so if anybody's listening or watching now um and they're not yet engaged with moving forces and they'd like to where would you direct them to how do they get hold of you and get involved so go to the moving forces facebook page it's just at moving forces uk um have a look on that page, go to the website, movingforces.co.uk and see what we're all about. Um, look at some of the videos and see how much fun some people are having um, and just get in touch. Brilliant. Keep well, keep learning, keep reading. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not share it or tell a friend about it? And if you've got feedback or ideas for future episodes, please get in touch with our team at Greater Sport using the links that you'll find on our podcast page.